With this week's Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear from safety Nick Fisher, then receiver Juwan Winfrey, and then head coach Mike McIntyre. All right, so we're uh, starting off with uh, Nick Fisher, defensive back with Bucks. Questions for Nick? So, Nick, um, when you watch film of UCLA, obviously you're probably focused on their quarterback, Josh Rosen. What do you see on film that makes him so prolific? Uh, definitely he gives, he gives what you take him. Uh, I mean, he takes what you give him. Uh, and he's really good when we're in single high of looking people off. So getting the safety off of the, the middle, going this way and then coming back this way, opening it up. So I think that's something that's really good. Nick, how much did help practicing against your wide receivers every day to see a group that you're going to see on Saturday? Uh, it helps tremendously. I mean, even to the scouts, we have guys that are, showing us up. So, I mean, it's good reps no matter where, scouts, twos, threes, ones. Uh, so, I mean, when you get out there and you're facing other people, you just you feel more calm when you're going against them. So, Rosen's chucked it up 116 times in his last two games. As a defensive back, do you like that, knowing that there's going to be opportunities this Saturday? Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, that's something we got to do, be able to do is defend the pass. Um, 100 and how many? 16. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, when you hear that, you just think you're going to get multiple chances to uh, make plays on the ball. So that's definitely exciting. Nick, how are you feeling after uh, missing the first couple games, getting back in the groove, uh, these the UFC games? So how are you feeling now? More comfortable? Uh, more comfortable. My body's feeling great. It feels like I didn't even have the hamstring problem. So. I'm feeling good. Just for me, it's just I gotta make sure I'm still in the training room, still stretching and doing all that stuff every day. What was the overall team reaction to the loss on Saturday? How did you guys come back and approach this week? Um, just to not look at it, approach uh, UCLA. We still got a lot of football. Um, I mean, you could lose one game, or you could go. I mean, you could lose one game in these first four, and then go undefeated. I mean. It's so early in the season, we just got to keep on looking forward. So that's been the main focus. Nick, you go up against your offense. What you did in training camp a lot, I'm sure you see them at times here during the week. Um, they probably haven't produced like they want to. What do you see from the offense, and how do you see their attitude? you see this is a group that's concerned or a group that's really close to breaking out? Uh, I mean, they're not concerned on both sides of the ball. Some days we get a little lazy. Um, some days we're not catching, we're not looking with our eyes. Uh, some wide open passes they might miss. Some things we might slip and, you know, we'll just have bad eyes, not cover a guy. So I think that's, for both of us, the biggest thing right now is just focus. And once we get that down, I mean, we're about to bust through and do what we've been, you know, practicing to do, coming out there to do. I think I don't think they're nervous at all. Um, it's just we have mistakes that keep on holding us back, both sides of the ball. So, yeah, changing topics here in a little bit, but did you get a chance to see the alternative uniforms that they're going to wear at Colorado State a few weeks with the Colorado flag helmet and the Colorado flag uniforms? Just being the guy playing in the state of Colorado, I just want to get your take on that. Uh, I don't care. I would never want to wear the uh, the Colorado flag because I'm from California, so I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> uh, but in terms of uniforms, when you guys wear an alternate, I know what you wore. You know, Saturday, only the second time you've worn it. Some excitement in the locker room when you see the grays and the blacks and, and some of the stuff that you guys get to wear? Uh, definitely, but I mean, sometimes some of the guys don't like traditional, but you know, traditional is 
I mean, it doesn't get any better than that for me. Uh, definitely one of my favorites is going to be this all-black look. But I think anytime you get a chance to wear something else, it's exciting because we do a lot. Of, we do wear a lot of traditional. So. What's the key to going on the road and playing in the Pac-12? And secondly, are you looking forward to going home? Uh, key on the road is best, uh, definitely staying focused. Uh, Coach Mac talks a lot about just being a business trip. Uh, we can't just, you know, go over there thinking we're going to get an easy, easy win because you know everyone in the Pac-12 is good. Anyone can win on any given day. Um, you've seen that. Uh, and that's the biggest thing, making sure we go in there with a purpose to win, um, all, all one goal. And, of course, I'm excited to go back home. I don't think I've been there since, like, last December. So, You California guys always have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder when you go back home and play at USC or UCLA? Um, not so much a chip, but, I mean, it's always fun playing against guys that you grew up with. So you uh, definitely want to beat them. Um, and I have, I have friends all over in the pack, but I do have friends at UCLA, uh, so I really do want to beat them. <laughs> Any other questions for Nick? So back to Josh Rosen. So he throws it so much, you know, like 50, 60 times a game. Yet in these last two games, they've lost both those games. So do you guys want him to chuck it up 50 or 60 times? Is, is that the recipe for victory? Uh, I think whatever they do, we're going to come out and uh, line up and play to it. But right now, we're, we're baking. I mean, we're betting that he's going to throw that many times. So we had a lot of focus today on covering a lot of pass routes and stuff like that. So if he throws it that much, I believe in our defense. I mean. Any other questions? <laughs> we got a uh, wide receiver, Javon Winfrey. Questions for Javon? Juwan, when were you able to shed the knee brace, and how good did that feel? Was it even a mental hurdle to get over? Um, so the trainers had told me I had a year in it, so a year post-surgery, so that was September 6th. After then, I was cleared to take it off, and when I first took it off, I didn't know how to feel at first, but after one day of practice, I felt real comfortable, and I felt back to regular. How did it feel getting out there and actually mm -hmm. getting up? Big chunk of action for your yeah, um, it was exciting for me. You know, that's something I've been dreaming about since, you know, growing up. And I actually got the opportunity <laughs> finally, and it felt real great. And it just felt good to make plays and just be a cooperation, like be a contributor to the team. So I just felt amazing. What's the pulse of this offense right now? You guys probably yeah. haven't played as well as you'd like this year. Mm -hmm. Are you frustrated, concerned, think you're close to breaking out? Just kind of tell me where the offense is right now. Oh, we're not concerned at all. You know, we staying, we're keeping our heads high. But, I mean, it is a little frustrating, you know, going out there because we're so close to, like, breaking out and exploding. We're so close. It's just the little, the little mistakes that hold us back each time. And, you know, I feel that we're real close to breaking out. And this week, we just need to put it all together. And I feel we will. Well, what was the difference for you in working the slot a little bit outside where you've been mm -hmm. since you've been in Colorado? I know you've done the slot yeah. you've been in high school, but... Was it much different practicing and playing there last week? Um, it wasn't much different. You know, I want to be a receiver where I could be used anywhere on the field, and I felt that I can be. And out there, it felt, I mean, it felt, it felt a little easier because, you know, on the outside, you have to deal with a lot, of, um, a lot of contact and a lot of people, you know, up in your face early. And if in the slot, you get a lot of free releases. And for me, if you're going to give me a free release, I feel I want to take advantage of it. 
to the most I could. And the fact that I was given free releases most of the day, you know, I tried to make the most of my opportunities, and it felt great being in the slot. It looked like at the start of the game, you guys had a great rhythm and seemed like part of the game plan was to get you the ball and yeah. those quick chunk yards. Did you feel like you guys kind of went away from that? That was what was working early? Yeah, um, you know, uh, I have no say in the play calling, you know, how we do it, but um, I kind of felt that the defenses, you know, we weren't expecting some of the defense that they ran or we were kind of expecting something different. You know, we were working on certain things in practice and, you know, during the game, things turned out a little different. And that was all on the man upstairs, you know, the coaches. So I had no say in any of that. So just play my part. Juwan, after being away from a, for a full year, almost a year and a half, two mm -hmm. years, does it take a little time to get game speed back and, and the game flow, game feel back? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, even though I was working out, you know, this whole offseason, it still felt a little different just to be back in there because missing the whole spring of football, a whole, a whole camp, whole season, you know, that's big. And just to get your – it's big on, like, muscle memory as well, too, you know, getting your legs and, and just body back and getting to running routes into the same way, you know, being there when the quarterback expects it. You know, you kind of feel like you could be there, but it's still going to be minor things that you're going to need to work on that you may feel that you have, but, you know, you don't really see what other people see, so – is it getting there now? You feel like yeah. starting to feel comfortable, like it, it's all come back. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's been a post year for me. You know, it's a year and maybe two weeks for me so far since surgery. So, I definitely feel it's, it's there. Yeah. I talked to uh, Devin earlier, and mm -hmm. he admitted that he's a little jealous when he sees all the passes that the UCLA receivers get <laughs> going their way. Do yeah. you concur with that? Um, <laughs> I mean, our main goal is to win. So that's the main thing we want to do. But, I mean, of course, everybody wants to eat. You know, everybody wants to get the opportunities involved. So, I mean, that does look nice on the stat sheet. But then again, I think they're 0-3 or whatever they are, 1-2 or. Lost their last two. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, you want to win. But, I mean, stats do look nice on the sheet. <laughs> They've lost the last two weeks, yeah. partially because their defense has given up a ton of yards and a ton yeah. of points. What are you guys seeing on film Um, You see that they're a real good team. They're real athletic. You know, it's just um, we got to take advantage of where they slip. You know, they have certain points where they may be tired, we see, or, you know, they may bite certain routes early and, you know, things like that. And we just want to make sure that we try to take advantage of all their flaws, you know, because they're a real athletic team and they're going to try to stay with you as good as they could. Any other questions for Juwan? All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. No problem. All right. Um, the sun came out today. It was just good. Uh, so glad to see that. And uh, our guys had a good practice. Uh, the UCLA football team, of course, um, they're very talented. They got a heck of a team. Um, Josh Rosen, I think they're averaging like 100 points a game right now, it seems like. Watching this, every time I turn on the film, there's another touchdown. So uh, we're going to have to slow them down and we're going to have to score points um, to be able to, to hang with UCLA. And, um, and playing at the Rose Bowl is always is, is a lot of fun for our guys. And we have a lot of guys from that area. So um, uh, we need to go there and play well. So I'll take any questions at this time. You kind of mentioned it the other day. There's been some interesting games <coughs> to UCLA the past couple of years. Right. Is that Everybody always talks about who's CU's rival. And do games like this really kind of spark rivalry things? I mean, when you guys play 
Yeah, I think it always is a good game to tune into to watch. I think if you want to go to a game that's going to be, uh, usually it's been close. Most of the time it's been high scoring. Last year wasn't as high scoring. Um, I think that uh, you know they're very talented, and we have a lot of a lot of our guys know a lot of their guys. So I think that's part of it. Let's make it's kind of like in the backyard, so to speak. Um, and uh, and then Coach Mora and their staff does a phenomenal job. You know, he's a heck of a coach. He's done. You know, did well in the NFL. He's done well in college, um, and uh, so they're always well coached. It's always a tough game, and you know the last few games, it just seems like we kind of match up, and they kind of it's back and forth, so to speak. So I would imagine this Saturday would be the same way. As a former DB yourself, uh-huh. when you go into a game where you anticipate the other team throwing it 40, 50, 60 times. Mm-hmm. Is that the kind of game you want to play in as a defensive back? Yeah, and what I always did that week, if that happened, I would always um, keep giving my D lineman extra water, extra – I said, go get the quarterback, please. Because, um, you know, as good as Josh is, if he's able to sit back there all the time, and he will some, um, hopefully we can our, – our front four can rush him a little bit. Um, you know, he's – he. the thing that I've been amazed with him this year from when we played him um, the last uh, two years ago – um, as he's getting the ball, rid of the ball, I mean, he's right on target. He's so accurate. Um, and, uh, you know, 81, the big tall tight end, um, Caleb Wilson is just making play after play. And, um, and then he's also finding um, number seven is a player and a half, Darren Andrews. Yeah, and uh, he, he's, he's making all kind of plays. Jordan, the outside guy, number two, uh, they're, they're, they're doing really well. And the thing that uh, – that makes it all go for their for their game to be able to pass it that well. And their offensive line is is very talented. They're excellent pass protectors, excellent. And uh, their center Quisenberry, who I know well, his uh, brother played for me at San Jose, and you know he's one of the best centers in the country. And he gets them redirected and and gets them on the right page all the time. And uh, this is his fifth year, and um, so they're uh, I've been very impressed um, with their offense. And then so yeah, if you're a DB. Um, you know, some of these guys I would have been scared to cover for me. You know, um, I like covering the running back when they didn't throw it to him. When I would put me down in the box as a safety. Um, but uh, our guys would be excited about playing against them, and I know they'll, they'll be excited about playing against us. Talk a little bit about the defensive pressure that you guys have been able to get against the quarterback, specifically from the guys with their hands on the ground this mm-hmm. year. And what – I guess the question is, what, what can you do to kind of improve upon that, or is that just a thing you have to work on week to week? Well, I think it, it depends on different schemes, different matchups sometimes. Um, also, it depends on how long the quarterback holds the ball. There are different things that they'll do. Um, and, uh, you know, we try, to, we try to disrupt routes with the way we play in the secondary to try to give our guys another step to the quarterback, so to speak. I kind of think that all matches up. Um, and, uh, but I, I think our, our guys up front are getting better and better at pass rushing. And, We've got some guys that, that have, have a knack at it, and a couple of them are young. Uh, Jacob Callier is one that's really young but has a knack to rush the passer, and I think he's getting better and better. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to have to be able to, to get after the passer a little bit to be able to have a chance in the game, and um, hopefully we can. Mike, after these first four games, I think you guys have allowed something like 14 sacks, which is you know pretty low on the national FBS list. How, how is Stevens healthy, do you think, so far, getting beat up a little bit? And at what point in the season do you get a little concerned about that sack rate? Early on, maybe not as big of an issue, but at what point do well, you I mean, maybe? Right, you, you, the less hits on your quarterback when he you know, can't see it coming, 
<laughs> um, you, you definitely don't want to have. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, on our sacks, some of them were the offensive line's fault for sure, and some of them were Steven's fault, and, uh, um, and then some of them were, you know, like a, a coverage-type sack or something to that effect. Um, but, um, you know, we definitely – you'd like to have zero sacks. You'd like to get rid of the ball. Do they, and, and Steven's starting to understand that better and better. Um, like I said, and he, and he is, he's getting better at it. Um, he, you know, when he was younger, you could sidestep everybody. You can't sidestep everybody now. And he's, he's starting to understand that. He's starting to get the ball better. He's starting to step up in the pocket and make some throws, and the linemen kind of go past him instead of rolling out. So I think all of that goes hand in hand. And um, definitely they've got some excellent pass rushers at um, UCLA. One of them's young, uh, 15, the young, the freshman. But, boy, is he talented. And... Uh, um, but they've got they got pass rushers um, all over the place that are you know they it seems like they always have a great pass rusher at UCLA I mean a first or second round type guy um, since I've been here and it seems like they have the same guy guy there now they're just one of them's younger um, but he 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 looks special and the other guy's inside Dickerson he's big and long inside 99 and um, can rush the passer from inside too so. Um, we're going to have to protect, and Steven's going to have to know where to go with the ball. That's the thing that Josh is doing so well as he's gotten better that as he's gotten older. He's knowing right where to go with it. And, you know, it, that split-second type situation um, makes a big difference, and Steven's getting there. Coach, it seems to me from just watching the games and seeing a little bit of tape that the little mistakes are kind of catching you guys up every week, and Juwan just came in here and he felt the same way. I was just wondering to you, is it, is it easier to coach the little mistakes, the details, or is it the bigger things? Uh, well, as long as you're not having to coach being physical, um, effort, hustling the ball, you know, ability to run and catch and throw it, that, we're doing all those things. Those are, you know, if you're having to coach that, then you can't ever get the little details fixed. Right. You never get to that point. And those things don't really pop up because you never get the opportunity to see them as much. Um, yeah, it, everything's in the details and anything in life, right? If, if you want to be successful in anything in life, it's the de attention to the little details. They end up being the big things, you know. We're just off here. We're just off here. All of a sudden, that's 14 points, not just an off. And that makes a huge difference. So we'll eventually click on that. I sure hope it's Saturday. Um, and, I, and I, you know, we've had glimpses of it, but, you know, we need to do that throughout four quarters and against a good football team. And, you know, some of it's also not giving the team another situation, you know, not making a – little mistake that really ends up being a big mistake and you turn the momentum. So, um, you know, that's all part of playing and doing it. And different Saturdays, it happens different ways. You know, I, when I was a secondary coach for all those years, I always told my wife a good day as a secondary coach is um, you play really, really good and the quarterback misses two open guys on you. <laughs> you know, for, I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, you all see that every time. Oh, they just would hit that or that. So we need to do that offensively and um, hopefully we will. Does it surprise you, sorry, to follow up, does it surprise you with the amount of experience that you have on offense that that's an issue? Um, no. I mean, we're playing against, uh, you know, especially as we get into the Pac-12, they're really good teams, um, and you're going to have to you have to hit that and do that. And, um, you know, it just happens at different times sometimes. I guess um, when do you get concerned about the offense's production? Um, I know you want to be patient. Well, I think they're close uh, to during the game at Washington, I was concerned. I mean, we we're all concerned on that. We just, you know, but you're going to have, you're, you're not going to click all the time. I mean, that's just the way offense is. You know, defense has to rise in those situations all the time, the entire time. And uh, we'll have games this year where the offense will score a ton and 
get it done, and we'll have games where we'll, we'll stop, stifle a little bit, and the defense has got to stop them, and we've got to find a way to win it. Um, but, uh, um, you know, you're, you, you know, I'm wanting our guys to score every drive, you know. That's not realistic. Um, and so uh, we'll, we'll keep, keep making progress. But, yeah, of course, you know, when you, you want to – there's a couple of times um, – I think the other night was just, I think if you watched, you know, when you're there, you're just kind of frustrated. Move the ball, move the ball, bog down at the 40. You know, you're right. Ah, ah. You know, see, there's a guy here. This this happens. This happens. You know, you're just that close to putting 17 more points on the board quickly in there in, in the first two quarters, you know, and just did, didn't do it. So that's where I think you kind of get frustrated. It wasn't like you were just totally stifled, you know. It's like, oh, God, they could do some things and just didn't get it done. So does that lead you to believe – when you see that you're close, that this is about ready to break. Yeah, it does, especially when you watch the, our game against Washington compared to the Pac-12 championship game. We had more opportunities to, to make plays and, and have a chance to win that game than we did when we played them in the Pac-12 championship game, when you watch the film. There you go, golly, there's four plays there that you really easily could have had, a, a touchdown or two or a couple big plays, and it might be a different game for us where we didn't have we didn't create those opportunities when we played them I didn't feel like if I watched the two film which I have I didn't feel like that because I was trying to see are we really have we really improved and I thought I honestly think they're better than they were then I think um, the quarterback's better I think their running game's a little better um, and uh, and uh, you know they were they were missing one of their uh, top receivers too and they, that 21 that came in what a, what a catch he made oh my gosh I don't know how he caught it still. We get our hands in, he's bobbling it. I mean, it was a heck of a catch. I mean, that was a great catch. And, you know, um, so uh, they uh, – and, you know, they had to change up a few things they were doing defensively against us because we were kind of doing some things to them, and they changed up, and we didn't handle the changes because we liked that was a good coaching job by their coaches. So, to me, that showed a little bit too. Mike, during camp we heard a lot of good things about – your backup running backs, particularly Michael Atkins, and uh -huh. he was kind of back to his old self. And so far, through the first four games, you're relying on Phil even more than you did last year, not really using the backs whole uh -huh. to Michael. So what's the reason for that? Or is Michael really not back to where he is? Or you know, why, why more? Well, I, again, uh, Phillip's been running really, really well, um, doing some good things. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get different guys in there at different times. It's just kind of what we're thinking at the time, you know, kind of at the end of the year last year. We just kind of rode out um, Philip, and I think Philip's done <laughs> pretty good. Um, but there'll be times where we need to get the other guys in there, um, no doubt, and we feel good about all those guys. You worry about wearing him down at all? Um, yeah, yes and no. Uh, he's hard to wear down. So, yeah, there could be one hit that could wear him down. No, you keep playing him. You know, um, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of – great running backs out there that keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. Um, but uh, we feel good about the other guys, too, and just see how it goes during the game. Now, the other side of it, too, is we haven't played as many plays on offense as we would like. You know, we use, you know a lot of those games were in the 80s and 90s. We've been in the 60s and low 70s. So all of a sudden, that's 25 more plays. So that's part of it, too. We'd like to play a little bit, get a few more first downs, get a few more points, then we're, we, we would have to you know, do that. So, Coach, uh, two areas where so far the team is behind the pace of last year, uh -huh. the uh, turnover margin and uh, penalties. 
Uh huh. When you start talking about trying to improve every week, where do those kind of facets uh, rank on the to-do list right now? Well, the the biggest deal is turnover margin. I mean, of course, you don't want the penalties, but you know, sometimes penalties are judgment calls. You know, um, we haven't had. I don't think we've had like a ton of offsides or things like that. It's been more targeting and different things like that, which they need to call, um, but more of aggressive type penalties. Um, uh, but the, the turnover ratio, you know, we've caused a few turnovers on, on defense. We've just had too many on offense. And uh, so we need that's – that's the biggest key. Uh, you know, the other night that was a prime example in that football game. Uh, we caused one for them and they caused three for us. And uh, so in the punt block, I get would be called one too, um, the way I see it. So they were four to one. Four to one, if teams are even, they're going to win. Bottom line, they're going to win. If they reverse that, we would have won. I really believe that. So um, that's where we got to be able to take care of that and, and do that better. You know, you have crazy ones every once in a while, like um, the one that uh, Lindsey should have caught. He catches everything, and it slipped through his hands, and the guy, I don't see how the kid caught that one. He's falling to the ground and just hits him in the chest and he catches it. Um, but those type of things happen. Um, and... Uh, but uh, um, we've got to, we definitely need to change the turnover margin ratio. There's no doubt. Has Jay seen any progress with his foot? Does it still look like he's going to be able to? Um, he's day to day. Um, he is. The good thing is he is making progress. Because um, anytime you talk about that area of the foot, but he is making progress, and he'll be day to day, and um, we won't know till Saturday. Mike, I switch gears. I'm kind of not a football question here, but. That last Saturday, the uniform combination you wore, I think it was the second time you ever wore that combination, Brian pointed out to me, which got me thinking, how much input do you have on uniform decisions, um, especially maybe when it comes to branding and recruiting and, and kind of right. the image you guys are going to have? How much of that do you like to have a hand in? Well, what, the way we do it is um, in the summer, I have all the captains and seniors over my house. We have a barbecue and hang out. And, um, and then we lay out every uniform combination. And then we get... Um, Tyler tells me, um, our equipment manager, what we think the opponent's going to wear. And the kids just match them all. And uh, um, they really enjoy doing that. And, and it, it does help us in recruiting. Um, the guys like it. They like coming up with the different ideas. Um, and uh, so um, that's kind of how, how we do that. And they, they pick, you know, if they want to wear traditional. They, I let them do it. Now, we might have a few, you know, they come up with a few ideas. I go, ah. But 90%, 95, I say 95%, they're picking it and putting it together and choosing it and doing it. And um, so, uh, you know, like for this game coming up, um, if it was, you know, because UCLA asked us, they're going to wear all white. So they called, they had to do that this summer. So when we met as a thing, I asked those guys, you okay if they wear all white? And they said, yeah. So we called back and said, yeah, y'all can wear all white. And so we, we said, okay, if that's the case. So if it was an afternoon game, we weren't going to wear all black. We were going to wear gray because it's so hot there. But at night, we're going to wear all black. So we just had a we picked a night uniform and we picked a day uniform. <laughs> but it's it's fun with the kids and they enjoy having part of it, which they should. And uh, and also, I think it definitely helps us in recruiting because you know we're everybody goes ah that's crazy. And I've said it before. If you go see your kids, go watch kids from six years old to I don't know to thirty. <laughs> and when they sit down to play Xbox. They spend at least 20 to 30 minutes doing what? Designing their uniform, designing their stadium, the weather they want, all that. So it's a big deal. And um, so, uh, um, yeah, it was kind of funny. One of my kids, uh, 
always plays as Texas State. And he said, I've never, Texas State's never lost when I was playing them and coaching them. <laughs> and I don't like their uniform. I had a better uniform than they had. So it's uh, um, pr pretty funny. So, yes, in a long story, the kids do help. I do have, of course, some input if it's something crazy, but I let the kids do it. And then um, also um, uh, we um, also do uh, talk a little bit with our marketing group about different things on that. Um, but mainly those guys do it and let them run with it, and it does help us in recruiting. You see what Colorado State is doing for Boise State? They got an all-white uniform with the Colorado No, State I haven't State seen that. I haven't seen it. Out. Okay. All right. All right. Do you sense that with so many California kids on your roster that any time you go to California and play SC or UCLA that they have a chip on their shoulder? Uh, I think that they enjoy going back there and playing, number one, family are all there. <laughs> um, and number two, they know a ton of the guys on those teams because most of you, I'd say 80% of UCLA's players and 80% of USC's players are from around that area, right. you know, within a two-hour driving distance because um, there's so many good athletes there in the population. So they played against them. They went to high school with them. They played peewee football with them. They probably played AAU basketball, all those types of things. So that gives them an added incentive to, to do well. Offensive line, we talked about after the game on Saturday. Yep. The lineup was having issues with the snaps. After watching on film, was it because the field was wet? Also, do you expect to get Huckins back in there this week? Um, yeah, Huckins is uh, feeling better. And, you know, we played Huckins a little bit in that game. Um, and, uh, you know, Huckins is a guy that we always can count on and do. And then, you know, the, you know, the, the weather did have a little bit to do with it. That was his, you know, first, first, he played the other game, of course. Um, and that, that was that was his first game against some really good talent up front. So when they stun on you, you know you get a little more nervous. That they're a little bit quicker. They're a little bit stronger, and that bothered his snaps a little bit. But he he improved. He understands it. Um, we, we keep working on it. Um, but uh, but his, his ability to hold up in there and block, he did really well. I mean he he did really well. So he's a really good guard and he's a, a really good center. But we got him have more consistent snaps, or you can't play center. So uh, hopefully he'll keep improving there, but he 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 blocked really well in there, and then in the interior area. Some of your players were uh, shocked when I mentioned to some of Josh Rosen's stats to him through four games, whether it was the seventeen hundred yards or throwing hundred and sixteen passes in the last two weeks. When you see those numbers, are you do they jump out at you as well? They definitely jump out. That's why I was saying when I'm watching the the tape, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And he, the way, the thing that he's just being—he's just so accurate right now. I mean, he's not missing anything, and uh, um, and his pockets clean a lot, which helps him be accurate. You know, and I, I, you know, I was joking with our staff. I said, "Can they have a supplemental draft today?" Because he could start for half the NFL teams. <laughs> I think the way he's playing. Um, so maybe he could leave before Saturday and go play for somebody Sunday. Um, you know, he, he is really looks good. And, you know, he's healthy now. I think he's confident. Um, you know, he's got good weapons. I think he completely understands their passing system, completely understands it, and that gives him confidence to throw it in there and do well. Um, yeah, he, he's, got some, um, he's got some ridiculous numbers. There's no doubt about it. So hopefully – you know, if we could just cut those numbers in half, he'd still have really good numbers, but it wouldn't be ridiculous. So hopefully we can. The way you're talking about him, do you think he's the best quarterback in the country? I don't know about that, but um, I definitely think he's a, an NFL quarterback. There, there's no doubt about that. 
I definitely think he's an NFL quarterback and he can make all the throws and you know he can move well too I mean he can escape out of the pocket and, and keep himself alive and you know when he sets up in the pocket he just he just has that look and that carry to himself you know and can flips his eyes and gets his in quick release and um, yeah he's really good he's, he's really good I mean he'll be a high draft choice there's no doubt so in those last two games, he's thrown it 116 times. I think he has over 900 yards passing and seven touchdowns, but they've lost both those games. Right. So do you want to see him throw it 60 times a game? <laughs> Great question. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure they, they want more balance. Right. Um, they would like to not have the opponent score 40 points on them. Um, that's why they had to keep throwing. You know, I, I believe if it's a lower scoring game, he won't throw it as much. They'll – They'll run it. They'll try to do some more things to, to keep the opponent from scoring. So I, I imagine my thought process, you know, Jim's a, a defensive guy. I'm a defensive guy. And I would think that they would think, um, you know, if they can do that, if they can, um, you know, do those types of things that he's efficient enough, they can they can score and do some things. But, you know, to help out their defense, um, you you definitely don't want to be that lopsided, I don't think. Because um, they're, they're, they're a more run-oriented run they have a lot of 21. They have a lot of uh, 12 personnel run type sets. Um, but you know, when they got behind and had to keep scoring, they had to throw it. So, you know, the um, Memphis game was just—it was like a pinball game. Both teams were just kept scoring on each other. Um, the uh, Stanford game, they got up on them, and then Stanford came back, and then it, they had like like it was like boom, 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 and all of a sudden they were down 21. And they had to try to, you know, I think they were down 17 or 21. They had to throw to catch up. So they just threw it every down. So that skewed it a little bit. But I would imagine they would like to be more 50-50 when they look at a balanced game to me. Mike, this past weekend it seemed like we saw the worlds of football and politics intersect in ways we haven't maybe ever in at least a long time. You're a guy who's coached in the NFL and you're the coach of a football program. What sort of discussions do you have within your locker room with your guys about social issues? ways they can speak out on topics that are important to them. I'm just wondering with all this swirling around, if it's something you address at all or if it's something that you find yourself thinking about. Uh, you definitely find yourself thinking about it. You know, um, you know, everybody has their own individual choices, their own um, beliefs on that side of it. Uh, you know, I think it's definitely, um, at, uh, I don't know the best words to put it, it's definitely an interesting time in our country right now. And uh, all the different platforms that people have the way to express themselves. There's so many different ways. And, uh, you know, it's something that we've talked about a little bit, but not in, in, in great depth um, whatsoever on that side of it. Um, but, you know, in college, these young men are developing their, their thoughts, their processes, their um, values on those different types of things. And so it's, I think it's a good – I know they're talking – I've heard them talk. I know they're talking about it in their classes and different things like that, trying to express and figure things out. Um, and I think that's a good way to, for them to do it because it's a good classroom situation, I think. And uh, um, they can be able to grow and learn and develop their own thoughts and uh, values on those things. After the game, you also said you were going to have a conversation with Stephen about not throwing it to the other jersey. Um, how did that conversation go? And where do you see Stephen's development and his progress right now? Are you is he as far along as you'd like him to be? Uh, um, yeah, I'm, none of them are as far as long as I'd like them to be. I'm not as far as long as I'd like to be every day either. Um, I think that uh, you know I talked to Stephen a little bit. Um, you know, went back and watched the film. Uh, the uh, you know the one wasn't really his fault. 
The other one, they did a really good job, and it's just something you learn from, and you hate to learn from it on a pick six. But they walked up in the box the series before, pressured. He felt it through the slant. Perfect read. They walked up, and they dropped out. So he just, instead of, he didn't take, see it long enough to see him drop out, and then he went to throw the slant, and the guy just cut in front of it. So that was a great scheme by Washington. Um, and that's something next time he'll he, – that's just a process you learn from. You hate to say that. You teach him, you do it. Next time he'll see it, they'll, they'll blitz it, he'll throw it. Next time they'll drop out, he'll see him drop out. and go, okay, boom. It's just, you know, and the guy made – and, you know, you see those things happen sometimes where they throw it and the guy drops it, and he goes, oh, gosh, I learned from that. You know, but that one was a, a bang-bang play, and you, you see it in the NFL, you see it in college – um, too, but he will learn from that. So, um, you know, and, um, you know, the other one, he just overthrew the guy. Um, that guy made a good play. Um, so we've, we've talked about that. You know, he, he still had a good percentage throwing the football. He knew where he was going with it. They just, they, they got him. Um, and that's going to happen when we need to, we need to get the other opponent a little bit more than we did. Um, so, you know, our, he had a higher percentage than the our opponent, but, we threw a couple picks, you know, so but we've talked about it. And the good thing is that they were really good, teachable, show teach. I mean, he could really see it, understand it. I got it. I see it, you know. As Stephen goes through these growing pains or whatever you want to call them, do you still see him being the same guy who a couple weeks ago you said, hey, no matter what happens, he just keeps playing? And that's what I yeah, I do. I do. You know, um, he, after he threw that pick, he went back in the game, kept playing. Um, and, uh, um, you know, the thing I loved about that, not loved about the play, excuse me, but the thing I loved about his reaction on the play is when he threw the pick, he didn't sit there and go, he ran and tried to get the guy. That showed a great competitiveness. So many guys, I was, I was really glad to see that. I hate when I see a guy throw a pick and he goes, and he's, you know, pointing and blaming. He, my fault, and he went and tried to make the play. And, you know, as tough as he is, he could have got him, he would have got him down, you know. Um, so I, I like that reaction. I like that competitive nature in the heat of battle in a big situation where that's a, that's a horrible feeling when you do that and you go, you're seeing them running. You're like, oh, gosh. That's, you know, to, to have the fortitude to just go try to make a play I thought was good by him. On that pick six you were, you were talking about, um, he locked on a right right away as soon as he got the snap. Is it as simple as just looking the other way for a quick second? Well, again, they had blitzed inside, so you knew you had to get rid of it quick. So he's understanding the timing, because we've been telling him about the timing of things, okay? So they blitzed before, so he felt them coming. And so now he saw them walking there. He thought they were coming again, so he just took it and went right where he was going to go, where he should take it, and then see, just a split second, keep my eyes right here, and then, oh, they dropped out. Okay, it's not that. Okay, they're coming. That's that. That makes sense. That's that's what he because you really if they're coming, you really don't have time to look off when an all-out blitz is coming. So, those are the type of decisions that you got to make in a split second in the, in the heat and battle. Yeah, where the pressure was coming at first. All right, guys. Let's let uh, Coach go here. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thanks, Coach.